Hey everyone, welcome to Orange Crushing It, a weekly series dedicated to high drive, passionate and motivated individuals. I'm your host, Frank Clark, President and CEO of The Mr. Orange. This show is a weekly dose of business, life and personal development principles geared toward bringing out the adrenaline junkie and overachiever in each and every one of you. As a seasoned entrepreneur of over five companies producing hundreds of millions in revenue, I'm going to personally be sharing my stories of success and, of course, my life-defining massive (laughs) screw-ups, as well as featuring inspiring guests, business leaders, athletes, thrill-seekers who just truly want to walk their talk and make life happen. Stick around, and let's get crushing. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Orange Crushing It. My name is Frank Clark. You know who I am. Done the show, I don't know, a million times, maybe a little less, but you know, it's up there. It's a lot of time. And and I appreciate every single person that's ever listened to this show. And I appreciate every single person that's ever come on this show. And I have a really cool lady who's going to be on my show today. Her name is Bella Varita. I don't know if you roll the R's when you say her last name, but I love Bella Varita. Doesn't that sound like like a Italian romance actress? It really does. Like, you know, <laughs> like if there was a poster in my room of some actresses, Sophia Loren and Farrah Fawcett, there would be a Bella Varita poster too. Okay. Anyhow, Bella is a cool friend of mine. She's the CEO and founder of the first female-led sales agency servicing the United States, Canada, and Australia. Wild. She's been selling since she was eight years old. And after spending several years in the dangerous world of drug sales, which I'm going to certainly ask her about, she had a turning point that forced her to make some new choices. I can only imagine. (laughs) She entered into network marketing, and by the time she was 19, she was the top earner in that organization. Then she discovered something about sales that competitors didn't seem to understand. And that is, if you have a true desire to make people feel listened to, paired with a go-getter attitude, you can outperform anybody in the field. And so, and as an early age, she learned that. And as a result, she built a multiple seven-figure real estate business. And then by 24, she became the number one business broker in the entire state of Nevada. I mean, this is some cool shit. I mean, really, this is some cool, this is some badass stuff, okay? Like, I've been in sales for 35 years. I can't say that, you know, that's me. That's, you know, these are, I don't have met too many people that can say this stuff. She is awesome. Anyways, one would actually say that sales may be in her soul. And now she's the CEO of Aligned Sales Services, which is her passion is to help businesses scale and women create financial independence through sales. Bella Varita, welcome to Orange Crushing It. Thank you for having me. Something's like crushing above my head right now. And I'm like, what is all that up there? I felt like something fell on my head. <laughs> the heavens are coming down upon you right now. Yes. Yes. They all want to be part of your broadcast today. How can we, <laughs> how can, the gods are listening. Okay. That's it. I like it. <laughs> I like it. So how are you? I'm spectacularly amazing in so many ways. You are. Thank you, you for are. having me. I'm so excited to connect with you. It was like fun to meet you in LBI. And then, you know, now to reconnect on here. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you. You're welcome. LBI, by the way, is Long Beach Island. For those of you that don't know that little acronym. Uh, yeah, we were in New Jersey. We were surfing together. I, I well, let's put it this way. I attempted. It wasn't to- just one of us surfing. That's what I was just going to say. I was just <laughs> <surfing>, okay. <laughs> yeah, surfing entails getting up on the surfboard. That's surfing true. does not entail just pretending or attempting. Or and paddling Bella, out. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. And Bella was like the only one, I think, that uh, actually got up on the surfboard. Yep, I was one of two out of, yeah. what, 56 people? 
56. Well, let's, and let's give a left because optics on this. Like it was crazy weather outside, like waves are going sideways. Like even the instructors that came out were like, did not want to give instructions. Like they were like, nobody is out surfing today. And all of us crazy people were out there surfing. So yes, just- we were all at the end of lifeguards were like almost a, about a mile apart on each end of the beach. That's how far you would drift. Literally, you get in the water and you think you're paddling out. No, no, you're paddling all the way to Delaware. It's like, where the hell am I? (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) You know what I mean? Fair enough. And it was cold. Of course, it's the Atlantic and it's September, October. It's October. You know, and anyways, we all made the attempt. However, Bella was the only one with our little pink surfing cap. You know, you could she popped out of the water and actually did surf. So congratulations again, Miss Overachiever. Well done. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, welcome. Hey, so you've got all these accolades, great in sales, and I want to get into some of the techniques and some of the tips about selling that you like. But you spent some were in the dangerous world of drug sales. Was that yeah. like were you like me, like you know, selling a couple of joints once in a while, or were like you like a powerhouse? You know, you like one of these uh, narcos kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did, we did like you know. I was in high school, so it was like dime sacks, you know, because that's all like you you only bought like dime sacks at a time when you were in high school. Right. That's all you could afford. Yeah. It's all you could you could afford. So I'd buy my pounds and then I would break it up into the dime sacks and then sell it off. Okay, well, there you go. I mean, I went to you go to private school. Catholic school always had like good stuff. I know. I did not. My sister did. And the like the drugs that she did in Catholic school were way worse than any drug I ever did in public school. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't do a lot of the hard stuff, but we had stuff. Even the teachers had this stuff, you know? Yeah. I, no, I, my yeah. sister tried some crazy things that even I've never tried. Well, I'm glad that you're not part of that world anymore. <laughs> Thank you for leaving that. No. <laughs> no. But you then, you joined network marketing and by 19 years old, like you're the top producer in that yep. group. And then you're, yep. again, top business broker, real estate. Now you're running a sales business. Again, Bella, what, like, how did you know you liked sales? I mean, eight years old, you're starting. What was the, like... Was it the money? Was it the getting the yes? Was it the I'm powerful because I'm selling? What was it like back then? That's a really great question. This is a story that I have never told on a podcast that like people will only like hear now because this distinction just came to me not that long ago. I think when I really learned that sales and influence was a superpower was in high school. So in Texas, to be able to graduate high school, you have to have two years of a foreign language. And so I didn't take a foreign language my freshman year. I enrolled in Spanish in my sophomore year and I failed. And then I enrolled again in my junior year and then I quit school. I came back to school my senior year. They had just, my school just started a like work study program where you can work half the time and earn school credits and then like go to school the other half of the time. And I was like, that's my gig. I just want the fastest way to get out of high school as possible. And so I was sitting in my counselor's office and they're like looking at my school records and, and we're like figuring out how to make, make up stuff. And then she's like, but you don't have your foreign language. And now I'm a senior, right? So there, you, you can't take two years of, of a foreign language as a senior in high school. And so in that conversation, I remember influencing her because like this work study program was a new thing that they were trying. And I was like, don't you want it to be successful? I know I could be successful at that. And so I enrolled my school counselor that if I did this work study program and I achieved at this, if they would forgive my two years of foreign language and still let me graduate. And they did. She said, yes. So I was, to my knowledge, 
the only student at McCallum High School in Austin, Texas, that graduated high school without a foreign language. Still to this day, do not not able to get a foreign language underneath my belt. But that's that was when like I really discovered like the power of influence, the power of like asking questions and how to give people what they want to be able to get what you want. She obviously wanted me to graduate high school. I wanted to graduate without my foreign language. And we ended up coming to an agreement formation and I got to graduate high school with my class. And, so and you, really you've heard it here first on Orange Crushing It, an exclusive on how to influence your teachers. So yeah. those of you out there, by the way, any high school student listening right now, if they tell you you need two years of, of a foreign language, take the two years, okay? Fair <laughs> enough. I wish, I, I, wish I had learned a foreign language. Yeah. Well, you know, you live in Texas, right? So didn't you learn a little Spanish? We all learn a little Spanish. Me no habla espanol. No, no habla. Dos tequila. Mas tequila, por favor. Mas tequila, por favor, El Burrito, Taco Bell. There we it. That's it. That's it. We're, and we're out. Mic drop. <laughs> 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 so another question I have for you, and I'm going to stay along the sales line here, okay? Yep. Because you just said something that was really cool, really cool, and that was that influence is a superpower, yep. right? And I know you and I are involved in a and a methodology of getting from hello to yes called the formula. We're both learning this as we go and where there's just 10 indispensable steps and there's four steps on it and there's four energies and there's seven levers and all of these different 25 different things to learn in that particular one. Right. I don't know if you've had any here. What's that? Can I make a distinction here? Absolutely. I'm not learning. I'm mastering. I don't know what you're doing, but I'm mastering. Oh, well I'm mentoring. So if you'd like to (laughs) master under a mentor, I see. Make all, all right. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Like, I love the distinction, though. I love yep. the I love the reframe. Yep. <laughs> all we right. We are masters, baby. We are masters. That's right. We are mastering the formula, mm-hmm. and as part of mastering the formula, sometimes you got to unlearn some things, right? And there's been so many different sales strategies. I studied, you know, Wilson Counselor, Sandler, Carnegie, Brian Tracy. Over my span of thirty plus years in sales, I've learned a lot of things. And you know, the, the Wolf of Wall Street methodology, obviously, that grind them out kind of thing. And it's effective, right? People that have these these sales strategies, they win with them. And I'm sure throughout all your organization and all your selling skills, I'm sure you've had some formal training or people have influenced you to some degree. What is it that you go, oh, this actually was a way, something, way that I learned to sell and I can't believe it was effective. I would never sell like that again. Never, never, ever, ever. I would never sell. You know what? I, here's, here's, I'll give you, are you thinking about that answer? Okay. I'll give you one that I was... Just the words alone that people use in selling. First of all, nobody likes to be sold to, right? Nobody likes to be closed. Nobody likes to have a, listen to the pitch or the hook, right? Or that, hey, I'll meet you in the middle thing. Where do you need to be? I hate that. Where do you need to be line, right? That's not influencing. That's just negotiating and doing it horribly, actually, right? So those are a couple of things that I just, and it was standard language. It was just a standard language of selling, right? Because it still is in a lot of cases in a lot of organizations. Most definitely. So for you, what do you think? So I would say like my biggest one is like, it's in the internet marketing space. There's a lot of fake scarcity. Like buy today or it's like $5,000 more tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Or there's five seats left when there's 500 seats left. Like just that kind of like fake scarcity, it like drives me insane. Right. It, it, yeah, because you're right. Because it's 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 not honest. It's not integrous, right? And I mean, even 
I mean, you're selling real estate and uh, real estate now to some degree is kind of like, Hey, if you don't put an offer on the house today, you're not going to get the house. I hate to say, it, you know, now there that's is a, integrity based scarcity. Cause yeah, that shit's for real. That shit's for Especially real in Austin right now. Like, well, everywhere. Yeah. yeah. It seems like it's everywhere. Okay. So now that you're training salespeople, mm-hmm. right. And now you have the formula that you're mastering, have mastered, not mastering. You've mastered the formula. Okay. So uh, there's always room for improvement. There's always room for improvement. There's like that little more optimal. How can be that, you know, 0.001% more optimal, right? Because again, Pareto rule, right? 80-20 yep. and the 80-20 of the 80-20 and the 80-20 of the 80-20, you get down to that granular 1% is producing 52% of the results. Yes. What is that 1%? What is that one little distinction, right? And what would you say the top three distinctions? If you're going to do, I know there's like so many different things we've learned, right? And and I'm not trying to short circuit on any level, the formula. Okay. But of all the things you learn in that particular space of which there's 25 different things to learn, what are the top three? Like, I'm never going to forget these three. Yeah. So I would say number one, without a doubt, that's life-changing for every single sales call, even just in relationship in general, is the number three on the indispensable element which is acknowledgement. Like acknowledgement has not only changed my life in receiving acknowledgement, but also in hold calling, if you will. Like when you start out with acknowledgement, like it immediately puts the, the guard down, the defenses down and training my salespeople. Like that acknowledgement has been massive for results. Acknowledgement. Yep. Number one. Okay. Number two. Oh, you want me to keep going? Okay. Um, yeah, I want your top three. I oh want your top God. three. Okay. I didn't know if you. I didn't know if you wanted to, to have any commentary on my on my number one. So well, no, I, I I will actually. I, I will comment on number one. Yes, okay, acknowledge gotcha. acknowledgement is is key, and I think acknowledgement is piggybacked with what I would say is my one of my top three things, which is level five listening. Wait, that was my number two. Ah, hey, so you got to have to come up with another one. Nope, nope. <laughs> I know what you asked me what my top three was. All so right. I would say like level five listening was number two. So an acknowledgement number one, and then a level five listening number two, because you're listening for what is not said. And I was doing like a role play call with someone the other day and, you know, giving some feedback. And in his listening, I could feel judgment. Like I could mm-hmm. feel his judgment of me with that level five listening is like, you know, we, we have intuitions, right? Like we can feel things. And so things that aren't said where the micro distinctions are the things that people don't necessarily say, but if you kind of read between the lines, you know what they're trying to say. And I think level five listening is so, so, so important. And then my third would be love. I believe that sales and influence is like the most loving thing that you can do for humanity because it is sales professionals and influence masters that get people across the line to make change in their life. And as human beings, like change is not easy, right? We are creatures of habit. It's safe when we know what to expect. And so change is extraordinarily uncomfortable for people. Even for myself, like I'm better at it than most, but like it's still, you know, uncomfortable when we get out of what is familiar. And it's that deep love 
with boundaries that enables like people to trust you to be able to influence their life in a, in a better and different way. That's beautiful. Yeah. Love is, it's beautiful. I mean, all three of those are amazing. I, I, I really, I kind of put you on the spot here because I don't know that I could just come up with three. Yeah. Cause they're really, they're really all interchangeable, right? Yeah. There's so many different elements of influence and there's not really just three, but I wanted to see what you were like, you were taught. Level five listening was definitely one for me. And, and I'll tell you why for me on that one is because people tell you things for a reason. And most salespeople go into the, the, the process. And I even did a podcast on this of going from A to Z, where A is a hello and Z is a yes, right? And how sometimes we rush that process. Like the goal is, is a yes, and that yes might be a purchase order. And that yes might be the only purchase order we got all month. And we're starving and we're commission-based. And it's like, ah, we're just get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so everything they tell you up until that point, you're not really listening to. You know, you got an agenda. Okay, so yeah, that's great. That's great. Oh, oh, your parents came in. They defected from the Ukraine back in the 30s. Oh, yeah, that's nice. So we're going to deliver the product on such and such a day, right? Racing right to my agenda. Yeah. Not really, truly listening. Yep. And people, like you said, they do tell you things for a reason. And the body language, the tonality, the change in the pitch, the change in their energies, right? Where they're going from something that's very loving. Maybe they're telling you something very sensitive. Yep. You can tell you pissed them off. And now they're all of a sudden getting very guarded. One word answers. Yeah. That, that kind of level, level zero listening, yep. <laughs> if you will, 100%, right? 100%. Yeah. And, you know, I guess one of the other things that I like, well, I would throw up there as one of my threes is validation. Mm, I hear yeah. you, you know, I hear you, I see you as Oprah says, and what you say matters. Yeah. Right. Yep. Matter what it is, right. The yes. validation piece. And I guess I don't think enough people do that. Right. The valid, I had a sales guy one time. I'm like, I don't know if I can buy from you. And he's like, I get it. I get it. You know, I'm, I'm just, please tell me, where I failed to show you, this was a, the greatest line I remember, is which, show me where I failed to show you the value in my friendship and my trust with you. Mm. Like, mm. I'm grabbing the knife, the pen, like, oh, what do you mean? Dude, you were like, of course you, you didn't, you didn't fall down on that. But yeah. again, all of these types of things are probably what's going to influence your organization. I mean, what's going to set your, your group, align sales services apart and why just women? So I would say we're, we're not all women. We're like 80% female driven. And the reason is uh, to give a voice for female sales professionals, right? There's not an organization out there that focuses on providing female sales professionals. So that's really like, you know, our, our brand and our niche in the marketplace. Now I don't discriminate. I have some very amazing heart-centered men as well that are absolutely extraordinary that we've placed in roles that are just incredible. Yeah. So that, so, I mean, the uniqueness is that, you know, we provide women sales professionals, but the, 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 really the basis for that is like heart centered sales. Like we teach a heart centered sales method and it's really for people, the people that come to us is like, they don't want the like pushy Grant Cardone style salesperson. They want someone who is heart centered. That's the consultative sale. That's a problem solver, not a product pusher. Like they're looking for that kind of that person who, you know, will be with them long term. And we have found that one, women tend to be more loyal. And so they'll stay with a company longer, like whereas men will tend to hop from company to company, like whoever basically gives them the best offer, right? Which, are, which are, there's nothing wrong with that. 
it's just a different, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, but women will tend to like stay loyal, want to stay with a company and help and see it grow. And so that's really our niche market. And our niche market is we work with companies that are doing between one and 5 million where this is their first or second sales hire. So they're looking for someone who wants to help them grow and scale. Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you think that, in, okay, this is, we're in the cone of silence. You ever see the, the tell? you're probably too young. You don't know the show Get Smart? Nope. Okay. It was remade in a movie with Steve Carell. But anyways, in Get Smart, when they wanted to talk about something in secret, they literally had this plastic shell, like dome come down over their heads. All right. Okay. And you were in the cone of silence. So in the cone of silence, you could say anything. Right. So. All right. Are we going into the cone of silence? Yes. We're in the cone of silence. In front of all your hundreds of thousands of listeners. Yes. We are going to go in the cone of silence. Oh, okay. Right now, 100,000 people, they may or may not hear this. Okay. Because we're in the cone of silence. It's just you and me. Okay. So bottom line, are women better salespeople than men? Yes. That is not a secret. And There's why? studies done on this, Frank. I, you know, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to agree with you. Okay. Not have to, I want to agree with you and yes, but I want to hear why. I don't hear why, why you made that statement. Like women are better salespeople. Well, one, there's actually studies done on it. So it's not just, there's like actually statistics around this. Like Harvard's done study. There's all kinds of statistics around this. But my personal opinion is that one is like women can also use their intuition with sales. Women tend to be better listeners. Women also have like that intuitional. So like that level five listening is women also kind of have that intuition where we can go, ah, there's like something not right with that communication and can dig a little deeper. And let's be honest, if you're in a relationship and you come home late, do you not get 50,000 questions? (laughs) Women are incredible question askers and they are incredible at getting to the bottom of the line and everyone knows it. And the amount of questions that a woman can ask can out-question any man on the planet and sales and influence comes down to the questions that you ask. (laughs) True or true? True or truer. (laughs) Yes, true, true. There was a, (laughs) it's funny you say that because when I talk about sales and I teach people that it's all about questions and the quality of your questions, right, is the quality of how the sale and whoever asks the most questions controls the sale, right? Getting into that type of technique, I'm, I, you always use the example of a little kid, right? Five-year-olds are the best salespeople because yep. they're like, Ma, can I have this cookie? No. Please? That's a question, right? Please? No. Please? No. Why? Question, question, question. And they just wear the shit out of you. Yeah. So finally, you just go, Okay. Have the oven cookie. Have the cookie. Have the cookie, right? Yeah. And then I saw a commercial one time where there was like this referee in an NFL game. He's standing in the end zone and he makes this call and the the player is in his ear just yelling and screaming and yelling and screaming and flailing around. Arms are going everywhere. And the referee is just calm as day. And like, oh, my God, look at this guy. He's getting berated berated how do you think he learned that skill and all of a sudden they flash the guy being at home coming home late ah, <laughs> and his wife is like in his ear <laughs> that's yep. where he learned it. and you're right women can get to the bottom line on a lot of things yes they yep. can see, again, guys we're just very simple yes no yes means yes here's, here's the difference if you guys don't think yes means yes no means no 
That's right. what I said. Well, you said yes, but here's, you know, your the way you said it, the tone meant bah, 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 bah. no, yes yep. means yes, no means no. <laughs> so I have to agree with you that I'm, I believe that women are more influential in the selling process yes. because they are sensitive. There's that goddess energy that they can bring yep. into a deal, right? Where guys yep. don't tend to go there very often. Yep which is an element of sensitivity, which is an element of trust, right? And that intuition piece that you're talking about is not necessarily that you're asking a million questions, but you are listening. Yeah. So I have to agree that yes, for all the guys, and I hired lots of guys out there who have been excellent, excellent salespeople and all my other friends out in the world that are men that are, you guys are unbelievable. And by the way, only people that I have ever hired have been exceptional. So they are on par with all the women that are hired as well. But I do have a lot of women in my company and always have. Oh, that's awesome. Women salespeople, they get it done. They get it done. I love it. It's amazing. Hey, another question for you. Okay. I'm going to change directions, maybe a little bit. Your title, I got an email from you, okay? Okay. And your title is, Bel- your name, Bella Verita, Chief Sales Sorceress. Yes. Okay. Yes. Why are you the sorceress of sales? Because I make magic happen, baby. <laughs> I love it. I, I make magic happen when it comes to sales. Like we just, I just started working with one new corporation and my first week working with them, we doubled their sales. Second week working with them, we doubled their subscription, their subscription rate. That's incredible. Yeah. I make That's magic it. happen. Yes, you do. You make magic happen. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and you bring a fun energy into it. How, how important is that? It is very important. So, you know, you've been talking about a lot of the things from the formula. And one of the distinctions that I made the other day, and I shared this on the call, is the fun energy is what gets you through the door. That's what gets people to talk to you. If you're an asshole, pardon my language, like nobody wants to talk to you. Right. But like people want to talk to fun people. If I was boring and not that exciting, you probably would not be having me on your podcast. Correct. So that fun energy is what gets you through the door, gets people to want to talk to you. So I think like fun is, is super important, but you can't be in one of the things that, you know, I'm playing with, it can't all be fun. You've got to bring in, as you mentioned, like, you know, the goddess energy, the, the Zeus energy, because if you're in too much fun, you're not actually getting anything done which I may or may not have been guilty of that in my life. <laughs> well, hey, we're all be guilty of that, right? And part of that, I, well, I'll speak for myself, the fun energy for me was a way to mask fear. Mm. It wasn't always a genuine fun. Mm. You know, I was laughing because I was afraid of something. Oh. And if I kept it lighthearted, then I, we didn't have to get into the, the tough conversation, oh. right? We didn't, have to get, we didn't have to get into that side of the heroic, unique identity of me that was going to be vulnerable and weak because I didn't want to do that. You know, yeah. I, you know I'm a Boston guy, right? And yeah. grew up in the Northeast, you grew up tough and you don't, you don't show that side yet, which is the goddess energy that you're talking about, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, Bella, with all of these, you know, sales experiences that you've ever had, right? Yeah. And you're judging a sales team. Like, you, now, now you know what you know, okay? Yeah. And you go back and you go, okay. These are the network, like multi-level marketing. Let's just yep. talk about multi-level marketing as in general, okay? Yep. There are people that are highly successful at that. I've been in two in my lifetime. What I loved about it was just the positive energy was everywhere. Yeah. Like, the, the, you know, the vibe, the learning, the, yep. the, the get-together, the rah-rah was just crazy good. Yep. 
And yet the pitch, if you will, the opening thing was, it's always felt deceiving and skeevy and, Hey, I have a business opportunity for you. Would you like to get together and talk about it? Is it Amway? Oh, well, yeah. Well, then why do you say that? Right. Is it Avon? Is it Mary Kay? Is it Malibu? Is it Primerica? Is it, you know, pick one, right? Right. Is it ABC? Why don't, why don't, why don't we just talk about that? Right. Why do you think that like, if you can go back now and, or let's say that your, your business is now you're coaching people in the one to $5 million space. Yep. 10 years from now, you are so incredibly successful that now you're just, your skills, you're coaching fortune fifties. That's it. Everybody's, you know, 50 million, hundred million, 500 million or more in sales. You're running their sales teams, which a lot of these multi-level marketing teams are. Okay. Mm -hmm. They're, they're big companies. Yeah. What would you have them change? I guess. In, in the way that they sell now, now that you know all that you know, and you look back at the model, because these are successful models. Yep. They're making a lot of people, and they make people millionaires too. Yep. But what would you change in their model to bring it? The first thing that comes to mind is acknowledgement. I think that that's the first thing that needs to be changed in any sales organization is learning how to acknowledge each other. And when you're making calls is like, it's truly like seeing people and acknowledging them first and being present and aware to what is in it for them versus what is in it for you. And you don't think the MLMs do a good job of that? Oh no, what's in it for them? I think they do. So let me think. Come and feel into. I think they do. I think the biggest distinction with MLM is they don't actually do a whole lot of like great training with with influence. Right. It's like kind of call your friends and family, like get them enrolled, like kind of sell them the dream versus, you know, when I enrolled. So I was a top income earner in a network marketing company and I would tell people like I was always honest. Right. Yeah. And I was like, this is you're going to work because I feel like, you know, and I haven't been involved in a network marketing company in years, so I don't know what they still do. I remember like back in the day, you know, they would sell like, oh, you know, make $10,000 a month and work an hour a week, right? Yeah. You can make money in network marketing, but it takes a lot of freaking work. I was like 70, 80, 90 hours a week, presentation after presentation, supporting team after team. Like it was not. And I remember when my company shut down after three years of being with it, and I was, I was, had just moved to Vegas because that's where their headquarters was. And I was like doing really big things with them. And then they were shut down by the FTC or DSA or something. I don't know. I remember like when they were shut down, I was just like, I was like, I don't want to do this. I actually became a cocktail waitress in Vegas for a minute, but I was like, I just like, it's so much work. And I don't think they tell people, yeah, you can do really well, but be prepared to work 70 hours a week for you know, the next, like, cause really network marketing is, and I always used to say like, you got to give it at least five years, five years of hustle. And then you can kind of like sit back and reap the fruits of your labor. As they sure. say. I, I think that's true with anything, right? I mean, yep. there's, there's this whole ease and grace is fantastic, but I think that comes after the persistence part. It comes after the hustle and grind. If you could, if you want anything in life, persistency will get it to you. Yep. Right consistency will let you keep it though. Yeah. Right. So, and that's where you're like, I liken this to remember that. I don't know if you remember this, but there used to be this merry-go-round ride at yep. public parks, where there was like little pies on a, on this thing. And people would sit on a pie and you, when you, you had to go push the thing, right. To get it going. Yep. And your lazy ass friends would sit on the thing and kick you in the head rather than get off and run and, you know, 
there, you know, push, 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 eh, push, 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 right? Then you finally get the thing going. Then all you have to do is just with your fingers, right? Boom. Yep. And it just keeps going. Yep. But if you stop with the fingers on the, on the, on the handle, right? Just keep moving it. It stops. And you're right back to eh, grinding it again. It sucks. Yep. <laughs> so stay in that consistent flow, right? Yep. Stay in that consistency. Well, hey, I just love your energy. I really do. Aww, you know, I, I love you. I, I love you too. You, you really, I mean, of all the people I met in Long Beach Island and when we were there, you were one of the most uh, just funnest people that were there. I mean, there was 60, 70 people there and they were all fun. Okay. But you just have a very fun, outgoing, pleasant energy that I think lit up the room in many, many cases. You and, you know, and, and quite a few other people, but you especially I just wanted to acknowledge that that is your playful side. And I, you know, to work with you on a project would be amazing because you do bring a lot of fun to it. And but you're also, you know, a, a, a person who's taken no prisoners. Right? Now you are like driven. You have that what we call Zeus energy to get it done. Yep. And so I can only I'm imagine the world. Let's go. Yep. You're rolling around the world. So what's the what does it look like 10 years from now for you that you know you're successful? So 10 years from now. I would love to have a few homes or a bunch of my friends and I talk about because like I love to travel. I am not a let me buy a house and settle down. That's never going to be in my formula ever, ever. I've never even lived somewhere longer than three years and I'm nomadic right now and I love it. And so uh, some of my friends and I have talked about investing in several properties all over the country and then having kind of compounds all over the place where we can just, you know, I can have a place in California and I can have a place in Texas and I can have a place in the East Coast and the probably the Caribbean. So definitely having some sort of situation where I have multiple homes, you know, even if it's just I own part of them all over the country and all over the world because I love Italy and wine and all things. Yeah. Who doesn't? Yes. Right. And that's part of it. And then I'm thinking in about 10 years, I would really love to adopt a couple foster kids. I've never wanted to have children, but I've always wanted to adopt and I would like to adopt them past the baby stage to the, I'd like to adopt them at the stage where they can get themselves up for breakfast and feed themselves and stuff. 21 just like, where they're like living and they're working and they're paying rent. <laughs> yeah. Well, not, not, not so far that, but you know, like that kids that are old enough that don't would grow up if they didn't get adopted, they would grow up in foster care. That that's always been important to me. So that's something that I would like to be able to do someday. And then there is something that I am working on that will probably happen within the next, I'm going to go three to five years. That is will definitely be my jet money. And I would definitely love to travel via private jet because it's just how I roll. That's how you roll. Do you want to share it in the cone of silence? Should we go back in the cone of silence? Nope. No, this is double secret. Okay. Yep. We'll wait till the next Orange Crushing It episode where you will unveil. There you go. Plan. Give them okay. reasons to come back and listen. That's right. Listen again for the Bella Varita show. Yep. <laughs> yes. Well, Bella, I have no doubt in my mind that the path that you're on is going to lead to infinite success. I have no doubt in my mind that, you know, the people that you touch along the way in these next 10 years are going to have an experience of fun, excitement, and accomplishment. I really do. I really believe Thank that. You. I believe that about you. And if you're somebody that's out there that wants to be involved in sales, Wants to get involved in that in that career, I highly recommend that you reach out to Bella. And Bella, how can people get a hold of you? They can go to alignsales.co online. They can find me at Bella Verita, bella.ann.verita on the Instagram or Bella Verita on Facebook. So it's pretty easy to 
find me linesales.co. And I just want to say as we're closing out here is, you know, you were also a very important part of my LBI. Not only did you share your breakfast with me and made sure we got to like eat all the things that we had no limitations in what we ordered. The thing I love most about you, like we literally, I think Frank and I ordered half the menu because we wanted to try all the things. So I love when someone will share food with me because I just like, give me a bite of all the things. We had half the menu. We did. Yeah, we definitely (laughs) had half the menu. We took up half the table. We were like, oh, I guess everybody else can fit in here. So that was amazing. But just even your love, of influence mastery. Like you also had a energy that, you know, people are drawn to and want to know, and you hold such an incredible space and your Zeus energy is incredible. But I remember when we like dropped into that exercise and, and you got into your goddess energy and it literally moved the room to tears. And your level of mastery of the four different energies and being able to influence an entire room was incredible. So um, I feel honored to know you. Well, thank you very much. I I will take that in and I appreciate that. And and by the way, part of that goddess energy was you dropping into it too. And I was doing it at the same time in that exercise. And you're right. We we did have a major influence in the room. And um, so, and I thank you for that experience. It was really beautiful. Absolutely. Thank you. So. Before I close out, is there any one last thing that you would want to tell people about you in the cone of silence that you're like, this is an exclusive, I just want to drop this in and then we'll say goodbye. Like one little, maybe a fun fact about you that just nobody's heard. I mean, Uh, nobody's. I don't have a fun fact, but I think what I would like to say just, you know, in the world of mastering sales and influence, especially with like influences, like you get to have anything in life that you want. And I think so many people, men and women alike, limit themselves to what is on the menu versus allowing themselves to dream about what's on the buffet. Beautiful. That's a beautiful phrase. Yeah. You know, if there's to just not limit yourself to what is on the menu with the power of influence. I was doing a training earlier where like one of our gals influenced to be able to get into a VIP section at one of the NASCAR races when she wasn't on the list, negotiated her way onto a private jet when, you know, so this that master influence. And I was inspired by her. I was like, well, shit, I want to go on a jet. Like, how do I, how do I influence that? Right? right. And so just like, it really is influence mastery is so that you can order from the buffet of life and not just limit yourself to what's on the menu. So we'll just always be looking for the buffet, always order off menu. Yeah. If you've ever been to, and it's not open right now, but if you've ever been to the Bacchanal room at Caesar's palace, this buffet is like two football fields long. It's insanity. It's got every single food from all around the world and all of the best food from like every sort of food that you can possibly imagine from Indian to American to to seafood, like everything. And it's massive. And you can literally have there. The dessert room itself is the size of a half a football field. Wow. It's insane. I don't think I'd leave there. I would have a sugar high and I would be, I would, I would stay there. Yeah, they give you like a two hour a two hour window to be there, and it's incredible. But you can have anything that you want, and and that would be the thing that I would leave people with is like mastering sales and influence is about having the buffet of your life, of your dreams. You know what I think? It's a little suggestion. I think you need a picture of that, and that needs to be your virtual screen when you get online. The buffet and, and show the buffet. 
Okay. And tell why it's there, because that's what you should be dreaming of. It's yep. everything possible. Two football fields full of food. Oh my God. I just, uh, I can't wait till that. Oh, food is my love language. I can't wait till things open back up there. Well, thank God we only met in, in Long Beach Island for some, you know, what was it? Uncle Will's Uncle restaurant. Will's. Uncle Will's where, you know, we had a table and we ordered, I can't even imagine going to like the this buffet at Caesar's Palace with you. We would yeah. need with bottomless mimosas, game yeah, over. Game over. <laughs> <laughs> Bella Varita, thank you for being on my show today. You're amazing. You're fun. And again, it's been great hanging out with you. Let's do this again sometime in the near distance, in the near future, not distant, in the near future. Okay. Let's do, do it. All right. Thanks very much. Stay inspiring, hon. Thank You're you. You're awesome. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Orange Crushing It. Hope you're fired up to take on your week with unstoppable energy. Hey, if you like the broadcast, please subscribe. Share it with your best buds and please write a badass review. You can reach me at themrorange.com. Stay inspiring, y'all.